Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Six pounds, pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today with the her and endurance. Oh. Don't think I've done it. I don't think I've done that one. Who could remember? <laughs> Do you remember years ago when we sent like a t-shirt to the first person that could give me a list of yeah. all the she's and hers? Mm-hmm. That would take a really long time now. I know, unless someone has been filing them. Being like, they're going to do it again. They're going to do the shirt thing again. <laughs> and I'm going to have the list ready. I feel like doing that again, actually. I feel like if somebody sent me a list of all the she's and hers, I would absolutely send them. We'd probably have no choice at this I would point. absolutely send them something Yeah, from the store. <laughs> something. <laughs> Tell me what you want. <laughs> Um, there you go. If, you, if you're the first person to email me a list of all our she's and hers, I will buy you an item from our shop. Of your choosing. That's one I... item, please. <laughs> Just, but I'll buy it for you. That's, I mean, what? I think that's a great deal. <laughs> Can you imagine having a list of all of them? It would actually be fun. It would be fun. We'd have to figure out maybe we could make something with that. Yeah. Maybe. We have some new designs in the shop, so just check them out. We do. Just... We have had them. <laughs> oh, my name is Summer Yeager. I'm here with my beautiful <laughs> co-host, Joy. Here we are. Here we are. Um, we have a shop. It's shopsheologians.com. We have a book club that takes place at patreon.com slash sheologians. So I don't know how people still email me and ask me how to be a part of a book club, but I'm telling you. It's at patreon.com slash sheologians. Go there, poke around. All of our old book clubs are still there. Someone was asking me, can you talk about Tilly Dillahay's Broken Bread? And I was like, listen, I have hours of content yep. available for you. That was a great book club. That was. At Patreon. I mean, they're all good, but <laughs> yes, that was a really good And one. that's how you can support the show. If you like the content, support the show. Um, what else do we need to tell them? Oh. We have a voicemail number. It's 470-465-0475. I have been nonstop getting tips on how to swallow giant pills ever since I told my collagen pill story. Uh So thank you to everybody who sent in the hot tips. Um, Will I be implementing them? No, but I appreciate (laughs) so very much the thought. (laughs) It's just, you guys are so sweet. And yep. I'm still thinking about the lady who told me I could buy better blinds or move. And I'm laughing because I am moving. Well, <laughs> at this point, by the time they're hearing this, you did. I will already have moved. You did it. I know. Way to go. I'm terrified that our new backyard neighbor will also have a spotlight in their backyard. But I'm moving somewhere a lot quieter. So I think it'll be darker. Yeah. Am I crazy to think that? No. Because when we were walking around the neighborhood the other night. I could see more stars, which I thought was... Yeah, I mean, you're definitely further out, for yeah. sure, and further away from yeah. So the, the cities. I saw stars. 
Like I looked up and saw stars. I know so many of you out there are like, wow. But I, we're talking about the fifth largest city in the nation. Yeah, I think we sometimes don't people don't realize how big. Yeah. Well, I'll have moved by the time you hear this. Yes. Uh, you hear this. And I'm pretty oh, you're sure gonna way see stars. The place I'm moving to has like, I mean, mm-hmm. Mesa has a population of half a million people. Yeah. And for the last few weeks, I've lived in a place that. What is the population? I, I'm pretty sure it's like 12,000 people. <laughs> I need to look it up. It's tw- I would say it's definitely less than 30,000 people. The, okay. ch- the town that the church is in is 256 people. No. Yeah. 56,000. 256,000. Nope. 256. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I know. That's not a town. I'm like, how? That's a grocery store. What do they do there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. That's our local grocery no, store. No, I almost don't even totally. What do you mean? I don't like. <gasps> They're all going like... to know who you are. Yeah. Whoa. You like, you know people and stuff. Whoa. I already know my new neighbor's name and I haven't even moved yet. Oh. Yeah. Isn't that pleasant? Yeah. I was like, we're going to be friends. Hey, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Nothing like a good neighbor. Yeah. We uh kind of struggle with that in large cities. It's, oh, yeah. I have I, no idea who my neighbors are. I was telling my husband that it's actually considered polite mm-hmm. because when you sort of like avoid eye contact and stuff, what you're saying is I'm minding my own business. Yeah. I'm not messing with you. I'm yes. not stealing anything from you. Yeah. I'm not selling anything to you. Yeah. Like I do think in a big city, it's almost like you are being a good neighbor by not intruding. Right. Because we're always intruded on because yeah. we live in a big city. Yes. So it's kind of like the good neighbor has the fence, the high fence. Right. <laughs> kind of thing. Well, and then there's some places where... It's like offensive, yes. unintended to put up a fence. You're like, what did we do? Yeah. The neighbors are yeah. like, did we do something? I think Why you and I you... are both going to places where it's gonna feel it'll little... be actually polite to say hi Yeah, and get to know your neighbor a little bit. Yeah. So that'll be a really big difference. Um, there was one other thing we're supposed to announce. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, I'm. Yeah, this is exciting. So things are changing up. Yeah. Around here for us, because um, I don't know if you guys just heard everything we just said, <laughs> but joy. <laughs> so we're both moving. I'm moving. I'm staying in the greater Phoenix area. Mm-hmm. Joy is is not. She's going to the greater uh, Monroe area. <laughs> yes. What is the closest big city? That's it's Monroe. Yeah. We're we're in West Monroe, but. Okay. That can't be the closest big city, is it? Well, I guess if you're looking for something bigger, we're like right in between Shreveport and Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Joy is moving to the south. Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. New Orleans, which is not close. Not but... close. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway. We're much closer to, we're, we're closer to Arkansas than New Orleans. That's but... weird. Okay. Well, anyway. Um. For so, me too. I'll just keep having to get used to the the geography. And there's not a grid. The street the streets are not all a grid. I know. When I lived in North Georgia for a while, mm-hmm. getting used to 
there were roads where I like they they weren't just windy. They were up and down. Yeah. Like I'm going downhill. I'm going uphill. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going downhill and I'm going uphill. And it was like wild. (laughs) Traveling through space all these different ways. Like, I'm from a place where everything's a square and it's flat. So Yeah. Also, it's the elevation where I'm about to live is like 62 feet above sea level. I'm like, I don't I don't even know how to understand these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to have to figure it out when we get there. Like, your lungs don't even know how to work at that. Like, what does that even mean? What are people doing at 62 feet? <laughs> Well, you're about to find out. Anyway, <laughs> so we're things are changing. We're still going to be recording, but it's going to be different. Yeah. And we're going to try different things. Yeah. So we thought it might be time for us to try something new um, that you guys have asked for. Um, and we are going to do some live webinars. Yes. As well as our typical weekly content you don't have to worry about us yeah going anywhere maybe you want us to why are you here anyway (laughs) but if you don't (laughs) and that sounds fun to you um then we need your if we're we're, so we're it's in the works as you can Mm -hmm. tell right now we're both moving and when we settle that's what we're going to be working on so if you want to know more about that when we have the information available um which we're just going to be doing little classes on things that you guys have been asking us to talk about or do little classes for for a while they'll be live and then you can watch them back Mm -hmm. if you can't be a part of the live um and so, yeah, if you want more information, we're going to have a link available with wherever you're listening to this. Just go down to like the notes um, and sign up there at that link so that when we have all this information and what the topics are and where you can join, we will be able to just directly send all that info to you if you're interested. So go to yes. the link and sign up there. Yes. Okay. Um, Exciting. Yes. Uh, we As we discussed um in every marriage, there's an impressed and an unimpressed spouse. Mm-hmm. I have continued to ask my friends this question because okay. I just think it's hilarious. Yeah. And I think a really great litmus test for how well you know your friend spouses, like, you know, everybody has friend couples. Like, right. you can totally tell. Now I'm just looking at it. I'm like, <laughs> I can tell who in I can this tell marriage. who is the who. Who's the impressed <laughs> spouse? Who's the unimpressed spouse? I actually know. I actually see you now. So it's and it's kind of just like generated like funny question. I don't it's know. a it's a funny thing to think about, and it, it I think it just is. It just is. It just is. It just is. It's like uh, as the unimpressed spouse, <laughs> I I even feel bad. <laughs> But it just is. Don't and, feel bad. And the for those of you that are impressed spouses, you're like, what? Joy's saying she doesn't even love her husband. No, that's Mm-mm. not it at all. Mm-mm. It's just I'm sorry. I know my husband. You loves can't me. understand because you're the impressed spouse. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I know that my husband loves me, but I also know he's wildly unimpressed. <laughs> just wildly. You know, it's fine. It's fine. We all have things to work on. <laughs> I could I could afford to be less impressed, honestly. And for those of you that are, um, for those of you that have an unimpressed spouse, <laughs> humility, <laughs> right there, yeah. built in. Oh yeah, I'm 
humbled all the time. Uh, really get your practice managing your expectations as well. <laughs> Look, it's a gift from God to have an unimpressed spouse. <laughs> Is this me trying to make myself feel better? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> have you ever looked? Um, I just like I'm on my laptop here, my notes app. Like, and just seeing something so random and just like not understood at all what you were trying to communicate to yourself. Yes. Okay. I always, I leave myself notes with the best intentions of knowing exactly what I meant. But I really got to give myself like at least two or three sentences. I need a little context. I would not know how to untangle this if I could. Here's three lines that apparently at some point meant something to me. Okay. Are you ready? Golden Croissant, Brigham Young, Volume 16, Get Hard, Stay Hard. <laughs> Sounds like a poem. I have no idea what I was trying to tell myself. Incoherent haikus. <laughs> um. Anyway, we had, um, I have two messages to tell you about. The first, um, this one just really blessed me. And um, these both blessed me in different ways. So we got a message and it just the nostalgia of this message is so. Okay. So fantastic. Um, So let me oh wait. What was the topic? I wanted to if there was a topic line, it was worth reading. Um, And this is why it's nostalgic. But basically the message said. <laughs> Um, I love your show. Love all your content. It's been very encouraging to me. However, if you could just get to the topic <laughs> without all of the chatting beforehand, I think it would really bless people. <laughs> and I just, it's been so long since I've gotten one of these emails that I just, it really blessed me a lot. So you're... So we've we've done a good job at weeding uh-huh. people out. It's been it's been a long time, you guys. It's been a really long time, um, and it just made me appreciate um, all of our eras. Yeah, um, we were laughing earlier, you guys. Our first couple episodes, we tried to make twelve minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> 12 minutes like 15 minutes was our like max we were like we are a micro podcast 12 to 15 minutes was how this started which is just so funny to think about now but anyway no yeah. no we will not uh we that's will like saying not... a town has a population of 256 <laughs> people 12 minutes like, that's not what's happening that's not a town what's that's wrong like enough with time place? for us to say hello yeah <laughs> Seriously, like, why would I ever, why would I ever do that? Why did we think we could do that? Why, um, but no, we will never, we will never stop doing, we'll never stop. So, yeah. And, you know, as always, we recommend just enjoying it. Yeah. Or and, fast forwarding. There's yeah. also the fast forward option, mm-hmm. but, um, you just, you wouldn't know how funny we are if you did that. So you'd, you'd really be missing out. Um, <laughs> Spotify lists us as a comedy podcast it's true which means that we're really funny and uh and we're just you know if you think of it as um 
just insignificant, unnecessary, boring conversation. What we're actually doing is just two friends having a conversation and welcome, uh, enjoying each other's company. Welcome to that. And I think if you think of it like that, you'll realize that's a very pleasant, nice thing yes. to witness. Yes. Um, okay. And then the other message that really blessed me was that I had a friend who was teaching a bread class today. And, um, one of the things, one of the reasons that I enjoy making bread is because my bread making friends are, um, they, and they appreciate the science of it and Mm -hmm. they like do that. And, um, I live to not do any of that Mm -hmm. or follow the rules and then when my bread turns out good it just it's almost like it's like I get to say I told you so (laughs) (laughs) while being a fun bread friend (laughs) which is like two of my favorite things um and well summer's actually (laughs) this is not surprising I'm gonna tell you guys why If there is something <laughs> Summer enjoys more than bread, it's, I told you so. It is um, breaking down the establishment. Breaking all of the rules. <laughs> My dad used to say that I was born with the belief that the rules don't apply to me. Like a very deep-seated. I think it's that you have such a certainty <laughs> that... <laughs> that um <laughs> I think that that uh you're so sure of yourself and that comes so naturally to you that it's like well there is no other way. <laughs> Why would I care about that? <laughs> Why would I So care? it's actually a it's it's a deeply principled version <laughs> of breaking the rules. <laughs> But it's like, oh, so you're telling me <laughs> I can just thrash yes. what has been. Yes. Thank you. I will do that. Yes. I am on my way. <laughs> I'll never forget when Clementine was two, she said a sentence to me that I have just never forgotten. And because when she said it to me, it was my first experience seeing myself and my oh, child. Okay. You know, we have mm-hmm. all have that. This is the first time I saw myself in my child moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I, was, I remember mine. I was. She asked me a question, and apparently, I was being way too long-winded in my answer because she's two. So fair enough. And I finally get to the end. Was that email from a two? <laughs> Maybe yes, that's it. Maybe that was you it. misunderstood. <laughs> that was it. Uh, and she looked at me with the blankest of faces, and she said, <laughs> "I do not care about something that you're saying to me." <laughs> And I can't tell you how many times I've been in a situation where I've heard myself internally going, I do not care about something that you're saying to me. Um, But here's, let me just explain what I love about this whole conversation around bread. Because I love my friends that care about the science. Like, Mm -hmm make really good bread and I will actually ask them well why did this happen why does this happen because I think it's interesting Mm -hmm. I don't care and I'm not going to follow that but it's interesting yeah that's cool it's cool that it works that way Uh 
But like um, the older I get, the more I become certain in my belief that like God set up the world and these and boundaries mm-hmm. like in nature that are just unbreakable. Like and and then the cool thing is, is that we all get to operate within those unbreakable boundaries however we please like and to be creative with it right so with bread baking it's like there's four ingredients and you Mm -hmm. mix it and you bake it and you get bread and you can the variance in that is like mind-boggling right Mm -hmm. like there's so many different things you can do ciabatta focaccia pizza doughs different kinds of doughs like sandwich bread like there's so many things and then you can add a like different kinds add, of flowers yeah. and and different ratios and like you get you get to decide how you want your bread to be with all those variables but at the end of the day all bread is is salt flour some sort of leavening agent and water mm-hmm. and if you play with that what comes out is some sort of bread and the older I get, the more I'm just like, that is so just the reality of how God has made the whole world. Um, and this applies with what I've been talking about with diets, because all diets are are hacks to get you in a calorie deficit. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you want to lose weight, there's so many vari- variations, uh, whatever. Right. Oh, you want to go keto? Great. Well, you just cut out a whole macronutrient. So you're in a calorie deficit. Congratulations. And you're going to probably be fasting. Right. Oh, you're you're fasting? Oh, great. You just put yourself in a calorie deficit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're doing the South Beach diet? Oh, cool. Oh, Weight Watchers? Calorie. These are all variables. Oh, you added in 30 minutes of walking? Great. Probably a calorie deficit. Like, it's it's all you get to do. Whatever you want, but the the God has built into nature things that you can't break. Right. Things that are unbreakable. Mm-hmm. So like if you try to make bread, but you don't have any flour, guess what? <laughs> it's not going to work. Right. And if you want to lose weight, but you're not in a calorie deficit, it's not going to work. But however you want to get to it is fine. And I just think like the older I get, the more I'm just like, yeah, all of that extra stuff that everybody else has. Like, really, it's that everybody has like pharisaical approaches of just like this is how you have to make your sourdough and this is the best way and it's like well you know what no at the end of the day did i mix starter with some flour and some salt Mm -hmm. and some water and bake it like it's gonna be sourdough like it's i can do it however i want it doesn't really matter so like i think what i'm saying is i want to like be creative within the boundaries that god has set and I don't really care what everyone else wants it to look like. <laughs> or I don't care like, I don't ca- about. We're back at something you're saying. <laughs> we're car- we're back to I don't care about something you're saying. This is the boundary that like is built into nature. So let's just like have fun with it. And that's that's the the longer I bake bread, the more I'm just like, this is this is inescapable. Like and it's the same thing when you talk about like manhood, womanhood. Now I'm going off on a tangent, but just like there's like there's so yeah. there's so many you don't like when people are like, oh, there's you know, you're creating boundaries and rules. It's like, no, like if you're a woman, everything you do, you do it as a woman. Like or as a you, Christian. Yes. Like, and yeah. like you get to be creative with it. Yeah. Like I don't need everybody else 
to come up with these rules about like this is how no like god has drawn the boundary and now i get to be creative with it as long as i'm staying with i can't even break the boundaries no one's trans like (laughs) no one if i dress up like a man no one no one is i wouldn't be a man like it's not anyway you can leave us a voicemail (laughs) that's not what we meant to talk about today uh that whatever that message just blessed me when she was like i taught a bread class today i didn't even read it to you i thought <laughs> my friend said i taught a bread class today i gave you a shout out for breaking all the rules and i love that but the whole case i'm making is i'm not breaking the actual rule right i'm not breaking the only rule now if you're like if your bread is raw on the inside <laughs> that doesn't mean you've served you've still made bread the goal, of course, would not be to, it's to produce excellent things. So you would continue to explore rework. and be creative. Yes. And- yes. And you would that that would maybe be a good time to ask your bread friend like, hey, it cooked on the outside, but not the inside. Yeah, like-, like, is there a solution for that? Yes. Apply more heat. Honestly, <laughs> <Right. laughs> that's the solution. And then, yeah. And there are some things that take there are some kinds of dough that that require they're a little more fragile that require a special uh something or other but even then like you know if you make a croissant you need to laminate your dough but they have big machines to do that or some people do it by hand or but you're like, still making yeah. bread yep it's bread mm-hmm. and what i'm saying is everybody's like you're breaking all the rules i'm saying by what standard are these rules <laughs> by what standard are these the rules it's which I said this joke earlier this week, but again, it's like it's not about the journey; it's about the destination. <laughs> Was that a lie we were all taught? It's about it's about the journey, yeah. not the destination. No, it is and it's about like, the destination. It is about the destination, though, right? Yes, it is. Maybe it's about both. It's one hundred percent destination. <laughs> but yeah, let's not let's not underestimate the importance of the destination. No, let's not. Okay. If, if you're mixing those four <laughs> ingredients together and getting soup, please tell us how you're doing that. You're lying. <laughs> you're lying. Just like when people are like, I'm not in a calorie deficit and I'm losing weight. No, you are. I don't eat food. I'm a breatharian. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're I filter feed like a like a whale. <laughs> you're deceived. That's what's happening. <laughs> anyway, um, that's not today's topic. <laughs> this was yours. You we can introduce. That. Yeah. <laughs> you can introduce this one. Okay. Um, I think it has to do, well, there's a few reasons why I've been thinking about this, but, um, where to begin? Let's just, I'm just going to tell you guys why I thought of this. So a while ago, Sheologian's book club read a book called Fair Sunshine and it opened me up to the pretty amazing, just historically speaking, the pretty amazing, accomplishments of the Christians that came before us, the sacrifice, the perseverance. Mm. Um, And uh, we, you know, we always recommend that book, Fair Sunshine by Jock Purves. Do not Um, listen to us when we said it was light reading. No, it is not. But it's a character (laughs) study of the Scottish Covenanters. Please ignore us. (laughs) All died. And if they didn't die horrible deaths, they were maimed in some way. <laughs> this is nervous laughter. Um, 
just FYI. And, and, you know, and that, of course, lends itself even to a more recent history of the Christians that founded our nation. Mm. Those of us that are American. Um, uh, I don't know. It just just thinking about what just again, what we've accomplished, what we've endured and the stamina and perseverance uh, that have gotten us through some very hard times. Then back at ReformCon mm. in that was October. October mm-hmm. uh, one of the only talks I did actually get to sit in on was uh, David Bonson's talk. And he had a really, really excellent talk mm. um, kind of just about like human production and God made people to create and how that, you know, he's of course an economics guy, so how that how that's incorporated into right um, just us as humans being creative, productive people. And he said a very simple statement during that talk, which is Christians do hard things. And uh, the reason that resonated so much with me is because my husband, about a month before ReformCon, had kind of started saying things like. I want to move to Louisiana. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you do, huh? <laughs> yeah. And um, <laughs> and that's really why I'm thinking of this topic, which is Christians do hard things. We're capable of hard things. We're capable of working hard. And not only are we capable, but we should. Yeah. And I think that maybe that is why we... Um, are in the midst of a quote mental health epidemic. Mm. It's because all of us have horrible attitudes when it comes to doing anything at all. Mm. Um, and we're unwilling to do anything hard at all. Mm. And if we do have to do anything or anything hard, mm. we are, um, we give ourselves a free pass to kind of be a jerk about it, mm. to have a bad attitude and that's why everyone just perpetually has a bad attitude. Yeah. And that's why everyone is always unhappy with their, whether it be their current uh, position uh, at their job, mm. uh, maybe their current financial situation, um, their current relationships. Mm. Um, I think that we really give ourselves a big old fat pass mm. to not do hard things. And we, of course, are on the tail end of a group of people that worked really, really hard to put us in a position where the hardest things we do are things we choose to do. Um, whereas mm-hmm. humans historically have had to struggle and suffer um, without due to no choice of their own um right. it's been imposed upon them so we are capable and we're immensely blessed to be able to struggle according to our own desires mm-hmm. and i think that we waste our lives Ooh. um we waste our time Ooh. and you know there's a few, there's a lot of things wrapped up in that like i think we all think we have well at least some of us definitely think we have more time than we do. Um, and that's just true. Right. So we think we have more time. We think our sin isn't that bad. We mm. um, 
seek pleasure today and delay. Well, mm. we can't delay satisfaction. So we have mm. to always have it right at hand. Um, yep. And we've just grown into this kind of mm. um, immature blob. <laughs> and it keeps us from doing things as women. It keeps us from being good wives and good moms from mm. running our households. Mm. And um, it allows us to uh i mean the big thing is just like you know my husband comes to me and is like you've only lived in arizona except for like three months when you lived in <laughs> illinois right and it's like yes all your friends are here and your family right <laughs> yes it's like you were here for the start of the church that we currently attend <laughs> And they're like your family, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, and leaving all those things is a hard thing. Right. Um, but it's also a good thing. Right. And um, for many, many reasons. But, uh, but I think that I, when I just heard him say, Christians do hard things, which isn't, I doubt he, I doubt he would say, yes, that's, I've trademarked that. That's kind of my thing. <laughs> I'm sure if someone has said that before, I'm sure he got it from someone else. Maybe his dad. I don't know. <laughs> dad was pretty wise guy. Um, but yeah, so I, I took those words and just sort of applied them to the situation. Yeah. And Obviously, this is not always true, but I sort of created this synonymous meaning with Christians do hard things and you're going to do this thing That's that hard. would never occur to you. Right. And it's good. Christians yeah. do good things and they do hard things. Yeah. And many times those are the same thing. You touched on this point about how you said in passing, and this was something that has really been playing in my brain how like we live at such a time where frequently if we want to be doing hard things we actually have to choose it right as opposed to it used to be that in most for and for so many people in the world like right even currently yeah I'm talking about history here but like in order (laughs) to eat you had to do something harder than going to the grocery store and this this brings up for me this image in my head again my husband's words which have just really I didn't know this um, my husband grew up watching like National Geographic and he's a big like he knows lots about animals and he mm-hmm. all finds it very interesting my husband knows way too many like random animal facts okay um, and he was he asked me once like w- what is the greatest what creature on the planet has the most endurance? Like who's the best endurance runner? And I'm thinking like cheetahs, leopards, antelope, something, you know, I'm thinking Mm -hmm. of like creatures that run across the African plains. Yeah. Right. He was like, yeah, it's humans. And I was like, no, (laughs) I've tried to run. (laughs) So I know (laughs) that it can't possibly be within me. this thing like that's actually not possible and he was like no and he starts telling me the story about how like and actually if we're talking about the serengeti or 
planes, like how did humans capture large game like those creatures? Well, we can just chase them longer. Like humans can run for so long, so much longer than other creatures, that the way that many tribes and peoples over across history have caught big game is just by running longer because the animal will get to a point of being chased where it just lays down and dies. But the humans, that's when we get it because it laid down and died. Right. And we, like we have, we can make preparations. We create technology. It's like, Oh, we got tired of running. So let's make a vehicle that a horse pulls. Or let's make right. a vehicle that you put gas into right. and then that gas explodes. And Right. <laughs> but it just, it's so stuck with me, that fact of like, that's how much endurance a human yeah. is capable of physically. So mm-hmm. we're talking physical, right? And that actually just really, when he told me that way back, I, that just like really convicted me because I was like, man, I, so what you're telling me is that like God has built into humans a, a true capability for endurance that... I should be practicing yeah. and not just and both physically and mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then just think about then I was like hearing Paul in my head, like run the race with endurance. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like this is what is required of a human. But not just is it required, like it's something that we're cap- we are capable of. Yeah. If I mean, you- Paul did it. Paul, Paul did that for sure. <laughs> Paul did if that. anyone did it, Paul did it. I did just say that Paul wrote Hebrews. So <laughs> anyway, I didn't catch that, but I also think he did. So maybe that's why. Is this going to be one of those? Didn't we both share? Oh, it was our Pride and Prejudice opinion. We like both shared the same wow. opinion. Y'all, so we y'all, were just like, <laughs> okay. Whoa. All right. Really upset. Uh-oh. Let's see if everyone's as upset about this as Pride and Prejudice. Really, y'all really heard us say that one. You're like, I'm not subscribing anymore because you like anyway. Um, no, but that was Hebrews 12. Uh, Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So when you said Christians do hard things... My mind immediately went to like, in what way am I cultivating endurance, both just in every way possible? Am I an endurance creature? Am I or am I the I'm done adulting today creature? Am I the endurance runner or is it the first sign of stress? I'm a cut and runner because you cultivate both. You don't like not doing hard things doesn't mean inaction it means that you're cultivating a life of inaction and um you may think it's the the uh absence of action that is keeping you from doing hard things but i can definitely think of some sort of alternate universe where a husband approaches her wife his uh, his wife wife. sorry (laughs) And um, we live in confusing times, man. Wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, where a husband approaches his wife and says, we need to move somewhere. And she goes, I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I Here's five reasons why I can't even move down the street. I cannot pack up our house. You expect me to blah, blah, blah. You expect me to this and this. Um, and I can think of 
uh, alternate universes where your husband asks you to do literally anything. And because it's not what you wanted to do, you cultivate an environment where you don't do anything you don't want to do. And, um, and I, I think a lot of us have done that. Mm-hmm. And we've done it to, we obviously talked about this very recently, but there is a delusional aspect of it where sometimes you like yep. look around and you're like, oh, you're like, oh, my life is exactly as I want it to be. And that's taken some mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. Now, what your life looks like, of course, mm-hmm. is up to you. Mm-hmm. But however it looks is you molding it that way. Right. Right. Well, and uh and a couple of verses later in Hebrews 12, the author of Hebrews says, you have, <laughs> you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin. And you have forgotten the exhortation, which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. And it's like, man, we don't approach any. <laughs> Paul's like, come on, you haven't even, re- you're not even bleeding. Right. You're not even bleeding. Yeah. Like this is just. You're fine. You're fine. It's tough. It's tough love for sure. Yeah. And that's good. Like we need, we need more of that. But a lot of times uh, it's like, man, I don't, I don't want to look back at the end of my life and go, yeah, I was not honest with myself. I, what, what if I'd pushed harder? Like, could I have pushed through? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something too, I think that reflects itself in physical physical discipline. So one way I'm trying to learn this is that I I am going to become a runner. Like that's something I'm working on mm-hmm. because it's like I don't want to waste was a climber. Well, you know, you got to run before you can climb. Okay. As they that makes say, sense. as they say. No, I'm imagining you just like vertically running. Well, I'm going to become a vertical runner. I mean, <laughs> there are people that do that. You should see these people that race up these walls. I mean, wow, is what I have to say. <laughs> But I want that. I want that level of endurance. I want like if that's built into me, I don't want to waste it. Like I don't want I don't want to waste it. And if it's and it's like I am called to resist sin to the point of bloodshed. Am I wasting that? Am I wasting the means of grace that I could be using to accomplish that? Right. Like where is my endurance? Yeah. Where and is have it? I made myself comfortable to avoid it. And that's why I feel like it's all it's all good and I've done enough. Yeah. for the day. Yeah, but it's like there's another aspect too where I think a lot of like you don't know what you don't know. And I think so many of us we argue for our limitations. Yeah. We argue for um well, well I can't do that. The exception. That's that thing again. But this and this and this. But what if my husband's idea to move across the country falls us into ruin which i'm speaking hypothetically i'm not speaking about my current situation but i'm just saying even in that situation it is your husband's decision to make and you're arguing for a limit you're arguing for your limitations yes um that's something that uh has just been so highlighted to me as i've sought to become more and stronger and stronger is i'll be like i can't lift that weight I can't lift that weight, but like, I haven't even tried yet. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I can't lift that weight because I've never tried it. I've just looked at it and been like, yeah, probably not. Or 
most often what I'm actually doing is, well, I felt what 20 pounds lighter than that felt like. And that was hard. Yeah. And since 20 pounds lighter was hard, like, I don't want to go 20 more pounds. Like, I can't. But then it turns out, like, you actually can do it. You actually can. You actually can do it. Here's a true statement. You've never lifted a weight you couldn't lift. (laughs) Right. Never. Never. If you've lifted it. You could lift it. Right. But until you're willing to try it, until you're willing to push yourself, you don't know. Right. You just don't know. And, um... And I do think there's such a blessing that you're not allowing yourself to have when you when you do not do something because you're convinced it's going to be too hard. It's like, but what if you tried? What if it turns out like you're what you're what if it turns out you love Louisiana? I already know I'm going to. Right. Because while I have a whole life here, an amazing, wonderful life full of fellowship, I'm going to have that, too. But also. Like when my husband and I imagine how our kids are going to grow up, when we imagine the piece of land that we would like to pass on to our children's children, it's not a desert and it's not in a large city and it won't cost $1 million for half of an acre. And this is the situation. This is the situation that we're in. And so many good things are hard Um, and both are true we have created this weird thing where we're like, well, if it doesn't feel good, then it's not good. Right. Do not do that. That is the world. (laughs) That is the world speaking. That is not the, what is worth doing and what is worth not doing. The Christian does, we do not measure that. No. By, by what feels good to our flesh. Right. Right. And, and the, I think God has built into the fabric of nature, going back to what he's built into nature is that, obedience has a reward that you do not get by being disobedient. Right. And he's so good to us in showing us this in a physical reality as well, because there are, there are feel good chemicals that God built into your brain and your muscles, but you don't release them unless you expand and contract your muscles. Like he's built, that's how your body, your body is meant to literally flood you with feel good hormones. When you work hard. When you work physically hard. The message is working hard is good. Right. And the same thing happens when you mentally flex, when you achieve goals that you've set for yourself or when you surpass a previous skill level Mm -hmm. that you had before right this is this is one of the ways that god yeah made us yeah and you don't you can't get you can't get around it there's no there's no like i can cheat and get the same result like the way that again it's if you want to make bread you can't do it without flour like if you want to be obedient this this is the path and the results are there. You don't right. get the results of obedience without the obedience. And you don't get the blessing without the obedience. Like it's it's built into your nature, but so is endurance. Yeah. And if you've never practiced it, you don't practically actually know that. You don't practically know it. And far t- and I think a really important part of that this conversation is that 
you know, maybe there's someone who's like really burnt out, really tired. I think both you and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Like we can testify um, to the seasons that we're in just being really exhausting. But what was the model that God gave us from the beginning? You work six days and you rest one. And there's several messages in that, that there's several takeaways to take from that. Number one, out of seven days, one of them is designated for rest, which means a couple of things. One, more work than rest. Two, rest is good and required. Mm Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times people tell me they're burnt out. I'm like, well, what are you, what does your rest day look like? Well, and typically what I find out is every day is a rest day. Right. Every day is a sprint. It's not a race run with endurance. It's a sprint to dinner time or to nap time or to bedtime. I didn't plan anything. So now I'm just like, it's everything's always right at my heels. And I'm like. There's, we're not endurance runners. We're yeah. sprinters. Yeah. Because we didn't plan ahead or also just because all we want to get to is the rest part. Right. All we want to get to is the doom scrolling part. Which means our our service is motivated purely by getting to our own time where we don't have to It's just to getting through this work yeah. so that then I can go do what I really want to do. Whereas if you're if you're working six days unto the Lord and then resting on the seventh unto the Lord, you're going to come away more refreshed and ready to run a six day endurance marathon. Life yeah. is a marathon, not a sprint. And so when I look at just the creational mandate and, you know, the blessing of God intentionally giving us rest, but also the message of it's six days on one day off. Yeah. Um, now, we also like. We're all about human productivity. God created us to be creators. Um, and we've we've created a lot of things that make work easier. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a there's a level of responsibility that I think our culture has failed uh, to rise above. Um, we th- we think yeah. that the purpose of everything created is just to make things easier for us. And so that means things should just generally be easy. Mm -hmm. But I think time and efficiency, uh, time saving and efficiency, efficient machines or technology should be, if anything, they can be used to create more time to do more. more, Yeah. (laughs) Um, To whom much is given, much is required. And that may be like, that may just mean for those of you that I don't know, maybe aren't fully understanding, um, that may mean that having a dishwasher gives you more time to uh, cook more intense meals that you've right. never been willing to try because it had too many steps. Right. Or even just like attend more to the sin in your household. Like if your kids are just constantly fighting or whatever, then you have you have more opportunities Mm-hmm. to address yep. each and every single situation yeah. that you're seeing. Yeah. Whereas sometimes you might, if you're busy, you might be missing some. Right. Um, and so that's like, there's nothing wrong with convenience. It is, it is the only thing wrong with convenience is adopting it and wearing it. Like it's an identity. <laughs> um, and anything that's not convenient isn't worth doing. Right. Well, and the last, the, I I have been talking about Hebrews 12, obviously, 
Um, but verse seven says, it is for discipline that you endure. So God actually assumes that if you are his child, discipline is something that you want. Right. You want to be disciplined. And what does that mean? It means that you're self-controlled. That is one of the fruits of the spirit. It is a way that you reflect God. You cannot be a reflector of his glory and be undisciplined and have no self-control. And so you endure because you desire to be a disciplined person. Why? Because that brings glory to God, because Mm -hmm. it reflects his character, because he's never been out of control. That is not a way that you can describe God. Uh, Steadfast, immovable, those are words that describe God. And they need to be words that describe us, that we, we need to be striving to have endurance because we actually desire to be disciplined yeah, and not just disciplined for the sake of being disciplined, but to be truth tellers about who God is yeah, and to reflect him and honor him and glorify him in what we're doing. Because I can guarantee if you're an undisciplined person, you are not honoring God that they just, they don't go hand in hand. Now, obviously I don't need to tell you guys. It's not like the second you become a Christian, you right. suddenly are perfected in this area and you will never, ever have an undisciplined moment. But if it's something you don't even desire, yeah. if it's something you're not even working towards, something is wrong there. Well, yeah, because there are people that that cater their entire life around behavior modification to where all of their behaviors are disciplined. Um, and we know that that's not that's not what doing hard things is either. And I think sometimes we, we, uh, uh, I would say that that's the opposite of the person that creates a life where they're not capable of anything. Um, so that they never have to do anything. The person that is always like physically managing their behaviors, however that may look is the person that is not wanting to look inward because they, they have it all together. There is there. They want for nothing on the outside. Right. Um, and so, yeah, of course there, there is a balance. Um, but uh, I would say that, I guess, I guess that what that means is that there, uh, there is, there are measures, mm-hmm. which we've, something we've been thinking about too, is just that like, there is a measure of, internal doing internal hard things Mm -hmm. and a measure of doing outer man hard things Mm -hmm. um i would say it's always best to start the the best hardest thing you could do is confront your sin every day Mm -hmm. um and just start there Mm -hmm. (laughs) if like you if if a person was like i have never been self-controlled one single day in my whole life (laughs) where should i start I would say start there. Yeah. Um and take your sin seriously. Yeah. But I also just think I think uh it can be helpful to just to see something hard and do it. And if your husband has been wanting to do something hard, 
maybe encourage him in that. Yeah. Um, or if you've, you've always had this desire to do a hard thing for the sake of your kids, or um, if you would need to modify your whole life to homeschool them, or you would need to modify your life mm. to be closer to a good church or mm. um, modify your life so that both parents don't have to be working or so that your husband can work less or start his own business or there's plenty I think we mm -hmm. at a very baseline we need to be willing mm -hmm. um, we we need to be willing to do hard things because sometimes transformation requires hard painful things right and that includes like your inner man sanctification but also just your circumstances. Mm -hmm. And if there's things you want, God is glorified in you um, making changes mm -hmm. that glorify him, faithful mm -hmm. changes. Um, but you have to actually do them. <laughs> right. Um, otherwise, I guess you either don't care mm -hmm. as much as you think, and maybe you've just got it in your head that you would love to do x y and z but mm -hmm. you don't actually want to do it you just have always said you want to um right or you lack the the discipline to do hard things those are kind of right. your two options and i think we can all probably think of something that we have said for any number of years mm -hmm. like i want to do this mm -hmm. you know and yeah. those are the those are the those are the opportunities yeah um where you can at least you can look and you can you can determine, am I willing or am I unwilling? Like you were saying, mm -hmm. um, like if I don't even want to do anything hard ever, you have to start there. There won't, there's no step <laughs> that can happen before well, and that. You have to ask yourself why, right? What, what do is, I love sinning? What is your fundamental belief of what your life should look like? Because, right. because the new Testament is very clear that like the ex the Christian will experience hardship and we are meant to be active in a fight. Like we were talking about with Zach, like mm -hmm. you, if you should be in some sort of active fight, if you're not, how, how are you at rest with the world? How are you at rest with your sin? Like the world, the flesh, the devil are all very busy vying for your attention. Right. If you're not in an active war with either of those three things, you it's pro it's sin it's sin mm -hmm. there's some sin that you're just not dealing with yep and like you said inner man outer man these two things both of them are being renewed and are you must actively be disciplining and putting under jesus's feet right we're, we're not to be dominated by anything we're not we should not be a slave to anything other than christ so you could be a physical slave to physical comfort, um, physical food, physical just pleasures uh, that you indulge in. Um, you could be a slave to all kinds of things mentally. It could mm -hmm. be your victimhood. It could be your bitterness. It could be your jealousy. It could be all kinds of things. But either you are putting to death the desires of the flesh and submitting all of you inner man and outer man to Christ, or you're just letting these things slide and you are being ruled in some way. Yeah. And so there's, there's a good fight, right? There's a good fight for you to be fighting. There's a good race for you to be running. Are you cultivating endurance 
in these areas and whatever God has put in front of you. And, you know, it's just funny that you said the verbiage that you brought up was just so what my friend at the gym has been saying to me. It's like you. Yeah, it's hard, but like you don't understand that you can do it. Why don't you understand that you can lift that? I used to when I had to. A favor, a genuine favor my parents did for me was when I was in high school, I wanted to do marching band and I was not, there was no, let me set my alarm and help you get up. Let me make sure your homework's being done in time for blah, blah, blah. And I would wake up and there was even one year of high school where I like did not, I wasn't sleeping very well at the beginning of the year. And, uh, and I was just tired. Like I was tired. I'd open my eyes to my alarm and I would be like, Oh man, I'm uh-huh. so tired. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, and now I have to get up and go do this thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, or I've done this with like migraines too. Like, I'll just be like, tonight is coming. Tonight is coming. Um, a break is com- rest is coming. Yeah, Sunday is coming. Uh, in like, and I've had some long arduous migraines. Yeah, but it's like at some point this will end, and when it's ended, I will look back and I will not remember the uh, like I won't be in it anymore. Right. So I won't have to live in it. I won't have to do this forever. And my thought when I would wake up to go walk to practice was just like tonight I'm either gonna have done all this or I'm gonna have like tonight's happening no matter what (laughs) so I either did it all yeah or I didn't but like tonight is still coming like the end of the day is on its way it's still gonna happen and I'm gonna be there before I know it and I'm gonna have and that that applies like in one single year Lord willing, you will still be here and you could either be exactly as you are right now or you could have read the New Testament 12 times in a year from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could have run that race. You could have learned. You could have learned that thing. You could have started that task. Yeah. So it's up to you. Choose your heart because it's going to be hard a year from now to have another year of disappointment under your belt. Right. But that's what you're choosing when you choose not to be disciplined or not to face hard things. Yeah. You're dealing with a whole different kind of heart. Yeah. And you don't even know. That's, again, you don't. Right. It's like, it's that thing of, uh, I've been putting this thing off. It took 15 minutes. I'll learn nothing. It's like, no, you can do it. Unless that involves a government organization. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Amen. Amen to that. Not even going to go. But we're not talking about the DMV or the Social Security office or USPS even. No. (laughs) Those don't apply. Feel free to avoid those until the end of time. Those, that's actually pain I don't recommend. (laughs) Not recommended. Especially since COVID, they like took, I was thinking the other day I had to go to the DMV, which we call the MVD in Arizona. The Motor Vehicle Division. Whatever. Sorry for all of you guys. We break the rules here. Whatever. Um, But they, since COVID, they have like removed all the seats. <sighs> you walk in and you like push a little computer so for, to get a so ticket, stupid. even yeah. though you're standing in line. So dumb. And on the, on top of the, 
this expensive computer, there is taped a paper sign that says two hour wait from now that they don't, they just don't take it off. It's not a two hour wait, but they just don't take it off because they don't want you to come. <laughs> then they you, hate you. You stand in line. They hate you. And the, the MVD over on Greenfield and Baseline has this enormous skylight and the line is formed right underneath that so like in, in the, the summer, middle of the day you're like you're just being you're like you're, you're under a, ma- you're magnifying, a magnifying glass, glass. Yeah. you're an ant in a magnifying glass they've really just put the cherry on top there <laughs> and then you get up to the front and that paper that you looked online like you looked online to like see all your papers that you needed to bring and then you get to the front and they're like do you have this paper and you're like though the one that you didn't tell me to bring and they're like yeah you're gonna need that paper no so you just stood and did, I'm like, this is an experiment it is. to like see who yes. the rule followers are yes. <laughs> or what, <laughs> like see what we'll endure. Yes. I'm like, this is not, there is this no, is a social experiment. This is not a, they hear, there is no government official that hasn't heard from me <laughs> in those situations. <laughs> I'm just like, look, the United States government has tested on us before, undeniably, undeniably. LSD. Check out our last cultish crossover. Now they call it unethical. Two times ago or something. Yeah. They'll tell you, <laughs> no, we decided that was unethical. You know what's unethical? To test LSD, but <laughs> anything else we might test on you. <laughs> anyway, well, I don't know. That's what I Sorry, had. That's I mean, what I had. We just yeah, had to end too. with that little bit um, so that you all know that the government hates you. Um, <laughs> anyway. It's true. Um, well that's that you can and we're on a list of some kind yeah we're definitely sure. on a list so um that's great they're listening to us they're watching us speaking of lists though remember if you have a list of all our she's and hers oh yes <laughs> i'll buy you something if you're the first one to get it to me i'm serious i will buy you one item what's so funny is that this episode is going to come out in like a month and i'm gonna get an email yep and you're gonna be like who is this person what is this Are they email stalking us? <laughs> I was just thinking, we like challenged them to something that we're checking back in on in September. Do oh, you, yes, we did. What is it? I remember. What is it? Um, I forget the specifics, <laughs> but you basically try were like, one new thing. Yes. You you create the rules so That's it can right. be as often. But and then mine was the living in reality challenge, which is where you say how well you it. actually did. I didn't do it. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're checking back in with you. I think I decided the day Rosario's book comes out. Right. Because I didn't want you all to do anything other than read that book that day. <laughs> Was I think what I... The we got to start writing ourselves notes. I know. Well, my notes say Golden Croissant, <laughs> Brigham Young, Volume 16. <laughs> I still just think that was for your beat poetry night. Get hard, stay hard. What was I talking about? I don't know what I was talking about. Anyway, um, all right. Golden croissant. Golden croissant. Brigham Young. What was he up to? He was up to a lot of yeah, na- nasty I mean, stuff. Somebody's going to be like, ew, Brigham Young, volume 16. Oh, it got more specific in the note. It says page 46. I don't know, you guys. Maybe don't look. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. He was a very weird person. Okay. You can leave us. Don't, don't look. You can leave us a voicemail. 470-465-0475. And that's it for this week. And we'll see y'all next week. See ya. We ain't got no place to go. So let's go to the punk rock show. Darling, take me by the hand. We're gonna say a punk rock band. There's no use in TV 
shows Radio, rodeo Wanna get into the crowd And I wanna hear